If God is able, we are able. Welcome to the One Cause Church podcast with Pastor Eric Holler. Verse 1. It says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. Anybody ever been so afraid that it made you sore? They were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Father, thank you for this great message. Thank you for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to take a moment to focus on a few things from this passage. In verse 10, it says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not. Some wonderful gifts that have come along with this Christ child that he brought. Number one, the freedom from fear. Number two, great joy. Number three, peace. And number four, goodwill. I want us to just think about these things for the next few moments. And remember, this is a gift that keeps on giving. Keeps on giving. It is one that is eternal, that even after you close your eyes in death here, you wake up and there are those gifts still there. It's beautiful. You wake up in heaven, wake up in eternity, and there they are. They've been with you all along. God is on your side, and he has proven that in these things. That not only did he give us his own son, which is already proof enough that he's for us and not against us, but that gifts came along with him. 
And in a time where there's, there can be much trepidation, there can be much anxiety and much fear, he says, fear not. Don't be afraid. As a matter of fact, there's something like 365 plus references in the scriptures concerning don't be afraid or fear not. Isn't that interesting that God, every day of your life, wants to get a message to you? It's one of the largest messages of God to man. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Because God can be trusted. Over and over, he has proven that he is good and he continues to do good. Over and over, he's proven that he is faithful even when we are faithless. Yet, he remains faithful. The greatest return that you can give in for this gift is simply receive the freedom from fear. Don't allow it to latch a hold of you. Don't allow it to get into you, into your thoughts and, and to wrestle with it and to lose sleep over it and to, and to react because of it. Because fear is from the devil. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Scripture also teaches us that there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. It also teaches us that God is love, so in Him there is no fear, and from Him there is no fear. Glory to God. There is no reason to be afraid because God is not only with you, He's in you. Amen. Wherever you go, He goes. And so they're in a fear-producing situation, and there are fear-producing situations, but you don't have to react to it. You don't have to give in to it. Matter of fact, there's another thing that there's, there's another gift for you right in that midst. It's called courage. And Jesus says to take courage. Even when his disciples were in an uncontrollable situation, they're fishermen. They know how to handle a boat. They know how the sea works. But here they are in the middle of this storm. There's nothing they can do. All of their expertise has come to, its, to a screeching halt. And they can do nothing about the wind and the waves. They can do nothing about it. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. Take courage. Hallelujah. And the message to you this Christmas from the Son of the living God, that baby who was born in a manger, is don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. God is with you. God is on your side. There's no reason to be anxious there was a woman who had gotten anxious in a line at the grocery store. Y'all know what that's like this time of year. Got anxious because she had her hands full. She had a mop and a broom and all these cleaning supplies. And clearly she was frustrated and she wanted to make sure everybody knew just how big a hurry she was in. Finally, she got up there to the checker and she scanned the soap and Nothing came up, so she had to announce a price check, which the lady finally just erupted and said, I'm not, obviously, I'm never going to make it home by Christmas. The checker said, you know, by the way that that wind is kicking up out there and that broom in your hand, I think you'll get home just fine. <laughs> There's no reason for us to be anxious. Matter of fact, the scripture says, be anxious for what? Be anxious for what? But in everything. By prayer 
and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Why with thanksgiving? Because when you pray, you can know that God hears you because you pray believing. Right? And Thanksgiving is saying, thank you for it. Even though I don't see it yet, I know the one who has it for me. I know the one who has already supplied all my needs according to his riches and glory. I know the one who has healed me. I know the one who is my provider. I know the one who has blessed me. I know the one who is with me. I know the one who will always make a way. Amen. So we can do it with Thanksgiving. And there's no room for fear there. Fear. False evidences appearing real. The things that you worry about hardly ever come to pass. Cast your care upon him. He can handle it. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy. Good news of great joy. I love this, this word great here. It's the word mega. <laughs> it's awesome. Mega. And it means, the, one of the definitions of it, listen to this. Good news of great joy. It's not just... I mean, it, it would have been cool if it would have just said good news of joy, but it made sure to say great joy. One of the definitions is things which overstep the province of a created being. Things which overstep the province of a created being. That is, we're not able to produce it. It's outside of our ability, outside of our, re, our own resources to produce this kind of joy. This great joy can only come from the source of God. Hallelujah. It's beautiful. Great. He says, I give you glad tidings of great joy. Now, I have received good news in my life, but I got over that news. Every once in a while, we have good news come, right? Hey, you're getting a raise. Good news. Hey, she said yes when I asked her to marry me. That's good news. All right? We have good news come. But you know, after a while, you, you don't even think about it anymore. That good news comes and goes. But this good news has something attached to it. It's got this eternal ring to it. Great joy. This is, this is the kind of news that you never get over. This is the kind of news that never runs out. This is the kind of news that's so good that there's not a, there's not another side to it. There's not a dark side to it. There's not a but, if, maybe to it. There is just the good news. Hallelujah. That's what's so beautiful about the message of Christ, about the gospel of Christ, that he died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose again the third day. He did all of it. And all we have to do is believe, and whoever believes on him will receive everlasting life. That is good news. few years ago, we were car shopping, and uh, Heather got her eyes on this um, Jeep Commander. Uh, David and Virginie had one of those. <clears throat> Cool-looking vehicles. So I got, we were looking at it, and on the TV at the time, they were advertising it at like $29.9 or something like that. So I thought, oh, that's, that seems like a good deal. So, uh, I mean, for, you know, what you're getting there, and because, I mean, they had all, it was, it was really nice-looking, heated. Uh, heated seats. It's always a plus for the ladies. Um, so we got to the dealership and I, I began to, I took my friend Scott Boney with me because I'm kind of a sucker and I know he's, he's, he knows how to, how to wheel and deal. So uh, I took him with me and I said, you just do the talking. You just get the right price. That's all that matters. This is what I want to pay. <laughs> so we're sitting there and the guy quotes us like, $45,000. I'm like, uh, the TV ad said 
29.9. He said, yeah, yeah, but the vehicle that you saw there was the $45,000 vehicle. Um, but, and it said 29.9. But if you'll read on the bottom, the fine print down there, again, you know, where you have to pause your TV and read it, right? And it says... If you're a sucker, you won't read this. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, anyway, so um, I'm like, okay. So he said, no, all those are amenities. That's the basic package. That's the very. That's the Jeep stripped down is twenty nine nine. You know what I learned? That good news wasn't all that good of news. And the gospel. What's sad to me is that men continually attempt to add another thing to it. Yeah, God's good. Yeah, he died for you. But you got to do right. But you've got to live right. But you have to. Hey, 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 hey. The gospel saves, not your rules. The gospel saves me. This is beautiful. It's an amazing message. Good tidings of great joy, period. period. You don't have to wait for the other shoe to drop and go, okay, well, now what? I mean, it can't be that good. Yeah, it is. It is that good. Sounds good, too good to be true. It is, and it's still true. <laughs> I love that. Good tidings of great joy. Great joy. We need joy. We don't need just happiness. We need joy. Happiness comes when you get that Christmas present, right? You light up, ooh, yeah, right? Or things work out right for you. Happenstance, happiness. But this is greater. This is great joy. Jesus told his disciples, remember, when they had sent them out to do these great works. They laid hands on sick people and they cast devils out of people. And they came back returning and rejoicing and said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. He said, don't rejoice in that. Don't rejoice in the fact that demons are subject to you in my name. Because it ain't every day that's going to be happening. You rejoice because your names are written in heaven. My goodness, that means no matter what kind of day you have, you tap into that wellspring of joy, it's always there. You set your joy on him, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What, was, what kind of joy was Jesus looking at? He was looking at you. He saw you redeemed from your sins. And it pulled him, it pushed him, it thrust him to that cross and through that cross. Hallelujah. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Praise God. This third gift that we get from Jesus is peace. I mean, freedom from fear and peace. Peace, peace. I like, the, I like the saying about peace. Peace does not take you out of the storm. It takes the storm out of you. Yeah. Glory to God. It, it gives you this inner strength. It's this, the essence of who he is is peace. He is the prince of peace. It's that stillness. It's that quietness inside. That's why the scripture teaches us, be still and know that I am God. He leads me beside the still waters. Praise the Lord. 
Some of you in here have trouble when it comes to having peace. You struggle. You lose sleep. Mind is racing all the time. And I want to tell you today that Christ has given you a gift, and it is a perpetual gift. Oh, but you have to receive it. You have to look at what he's given you and take it in and get it in your mouth that you have peace with God. Say it with your own mouth. Say it right now. I have peace with God. See, he's able to make all peace come to you. As a matter of fact, we read that scripture. Don't be anxious for anything. And the next verse says, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds. It'll be there to protect you. And goodwill toward men. Goodwill. Think about this. God has goodwill toward man. How, how, what greater expression could he do, could he show by becoming a man himself? That shows us his goodwill. That he would choose to be like us. He would See, we couldn't be like him. I mean, we were made in his image and he gave us all the potential. But Adam sinned and he, he gave that up, being like God. Even though he was like him and the devil tricked him and said, you'll be like God if you'll eat this fruit. But he already was like God. And yet he bought the lie and ate the fruit and sin came to all of us, the scripture says. Death came to all mankind. All of us. Born right into it. So we couldn't attain anymore. We couldn't be like him anymore. We looked like him. We talked like him. We sounded like him. But we couldn't be like him because our nature was screwed up. So Jesus came. God then decided to become a man. And an exchange, an amazing exchange took place when God became a man. See, what's so cool is the Word became flesh, the Scripture teaches us, and dwelt among us. And then Jesus, after He rose from the dead, He didn't just whoosh, turn back into the Word again. He is still a man. He ascended up into heaven, a man. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, a man. And just decided to stay a man. And he needs to because as long as he's there, we all have access there. We need that man there. We need that mediator that's speaking for us. And as long as Christ is at the right hand of the throne of God, all men have access to God. And as long as he is alive, you and I will be alive. That's going to be a long time. So you might as well love one another. You are stuck. Forever with each other. <laughs> that man, God became a man and an exchange took place. He became sin who knew no sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. He became wounded for our transgressions and we became healed. He became poor so that we become rich. He became a curse, and you and I became blessed. The miracle, all of those are miracles, but I think the greatest miracle of all of them is he became the son of man, and we became sons of God. Praise God. God is good, and he has goodwill toward man. 
You ever feel like God's angry with you? Don't buy the lie because he's not. He put out all his wrath and anger on his son. And he got over his anger towards sin. So receive freedom from fear. Receive today these beautiful gifts that have been unwrapped for you when the Son of the living God laid in a manger in swaddling clothes. Freedom from fear. Great joy, peace, and goodwill. Father, thank you. Thank you for these wonderful benefits that we have through Jesus. Your word teaches us that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning, which means you are good and that's how you will always be. Thank you. God, as we go from here and we go into this Christmas, Christmas day in a couple of days, Lord, and we get amongst family and friends, Lord, I pray, God, that the peace of God would be prevalent, God. Peace in these relationships, Lord. Lord, where there has been strain in relationships, God, I pray for peace. Thank you that you are still working miracles because of this miracle child. Still today, God, nothing is impossible. Even as the angel Gabriel told Mary, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Let your peace reign. Let your love abound. Let your grace, God, be multiplied to all of my loved ones here today. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Today, if you're here, just a moment, every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here today, and you need, you need to get right with God. Maybe you've, you've never actually surrendered your heart to him, or you just need to make a choice today to come back to him again. You're already his child, but you've gone astray. Hey, what a great time to do it right here at our Christmas service. Turn back to him and receive the love he has for you. If, you're, if that's you, between me and you and God, would you just slip up your hand? I want to pray for you. You're here today. Just want to make some things right. Been in turmoil on the inside, and you need this peace. Are you here today? Just slip up your hand. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, for all these here today. Thank you, God, for your strength upon them, your peace and your grace multiplied in your spirit, guiding them into all truth in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Let's stand together this morning. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We want to invite you to join us in service Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Go to onecausechurch.com for locations and events. You can also like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at One Cause Church.